Some 109, if you care to know, is weak. 174 hour, 119 and 23 minutes. And Psalm 109 will make your blood run cold. David is the author. And uh, as always with David, he's a remarkable man to read, to profile and to study. Let's start with a prayer first of all. Father in heaven, please give us your blessing this morning over this live Lord's Day service. We pray for our brothers and sisters who cannot be with us this morning. And uh, they've all got needs and issues they are dealing with. Some pretty major, some minor, but for us, the word of God says, if one part of the body suffers, we all suffer. So we pray for all of our family in Christ this morning who can't be with us, who are dealing with family issues, uh, financial issues, loneliness, depression, anxiety, whatever it might be. We pray you'll take control of these situations and all of our lives. Please bless this recording. May it make uh, may it be real to us. May it make sense to us and help us, Lord, to unpack this ancient psalm from the book of Psalms. We thank you as always for allowing us to address you personally, directly. And we thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be born again, to partake in your heavenly kingdom. And please bless this recording now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. amen. So like I say, Psalm 109 is week 174. And uh, the stuff in this psalm, which you won't hear preached by many people, uh, and you'll see why very shortly. Psalm 109, look at verse 1, please. Hold not thy peace, O God of my praise. Give me your peace, Lord God. Please don't restrict it. Don't hold it back. There may be sin in my life, but I need you each and every day. For the mouth of the wicked and the mouth of the deceitful are opened against me. They have spoken against me with a lying tongue. Keep your hand there and go to Hebrews chapter five so by now we should all be pretty familiar with the fact that david the less is a great type of david the greater and uh in hebrews 5 of course the term hebrews should be pretty self-explanatory we find uh, hebrews 5 like verse 7 the following who in the days of his flesh when he offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared though he were a son yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered go to first peter chapter four first peter chapter four and look at verse one for as much then as christ hath suffered for us in the flesh arm yourselves likewise with the same mind be that hath suffered in the flesh hath ceased from sin, that he should no longer live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lusts of men, but to the will of God. Go back to Psalm 109. So it's possible, and uh, there's power to live a prosperous, productive life for Almighty God if you are a saved man or woman. There's no reason to give into the flesh, but of course we all do because we are weak, we are carnal. We are lazy. Verses 1 and 2 again. Hold not thy peace, O God of my praise. For the mouth of the wicked and the mouth of the deceitful are opened against me. Opened up wide. They have spoken against me with a lying tongue. Now in the context, this is Shammai. Going back to, I think it's 2 Samuel. And we did a study this past week. Looking at Shammai. 
and he went after David from the house of Saul and uh, it was a real problem for King David dealing with this and uh, not only would it be Shammai but also Judas and also the AC the Antichrist you got a triple application to these passages mouth of the wicked mouth of the deceitful are opened against me they have spoken against me with a lying tongue three applications like I say look at verse 3 they compass me about also with words of hatred they surround me also with words of hatred we say today a hate crime and fought against me without a cause they hated me without a cause so the background to this particular psalm is David's on the run from Absalom his probably favorite son if the truth were known and uh, if you have children you shouldn't uh, be guilty of favoritism it destroys the child if he or she is always in competition with their sibling or siblings and due to Absalom trying to overthrow the king uh, that was put down pretty quick and uh, Shammai takes it upon himself to curse David he calls him a son of Belial uh, they called they called Jesus the uh, prince of the flies Beelzebub so you got many types and shadows in scripture and of course also Judas betrayed Jesus and Jesus is Israel's everlasting son so Absalom son of David Judas son of Jesus based on types and shadows of course they compassed me they surrounded me also with words of hatred and fought against me without a cause they hated me without a cause no reason for this to take place and of course they Judas Herod Pilate the Jewish leaders a cursed line if the truth were known going back to the seed of the devil seed of the serpents for for my love they are my adversaries but i give myself unto prayer adversaries like accusers enemies go to the book of esther very briefly for a good cross reference to this this particular psalm is a rough psalm i won't uh, pretend it's not and it's difficult to really understand it. Uh, you're told to pray for your enemies. You're told to turn the other cheek. But uh, it's a tough psalm this. Uh, Esther chapter 7 please. Esther chapter 7. And uh, look at verse 6. And Esther said the adversary enemy. The accuser. The adversary and enemy is that is this wicked Haman. Haman. Then Haman was afraid before the king and the queen. Of course the rest is history. He dies a cursed death. They string him up. A picture of Judas of course falling from grace. A picture of Absalom dying a cursed death. Go back to Psalm 109 please. Verse 1. Hold not thy peace O God of my praise. For the mouth of the wicked and the mouth of the deceitful are opened against me. The tongue cannot be tamed. Impossible to tame it. Um, one moment you're praying worshiping the lord next minute you are gossiping cursing cussing doing things you should not do filthy talk filthy uh, filthy talk uh, foolish jesting these are problems that we all have to watch ourselves uh, not to be guilty of they have spoken against me with a lying tongue they compass me about also with words of hatred they hated christ they called him a fornicator or born uh, due to the sin of fornication 
They accused him of everything under the sun, going back to Shemai, cussing David, and fought against me without a cause. Put him on a cross, of course. For my love, they are my adversaries. So David, the less, David the greater, Esther in the middle. But I give myself unto prayer. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So, so far, it's a pretty straightforward psalm. Uh, but it gets pretty deep now. Look at verse 5. And they have rewarded me evil for good and hatred for my love. Go to Acts chapter 10, please. Acts chapter 10, please. <clears throat> And uh, look at uh, let's see now on Acts ten thirty eight. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Emmanuel. Go back to Psalm one hundred nine. So it's very difficult to criticize Christ. If you are a lost person, they'll do it, of course, to give themselves an alibi to keep sinning. But if you're honest with yourself, it's very difficult to find fault with the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, at best, he would say this. Uh, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, mind, soul and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. Who can criticize that? And uh, at worst, he would go after wicked and sinful, evil people. Who's going to find fault with that? I mean, come on. But of course, man has to find a alibi to cover his sin. But let's keep reading on. Psalm 109. Five again, please. And they have rewarded me evil for good and hatred for my love. Words of hatred, verse three. Wicked mouth, verse two. Deceitful, opened against me. A lying tongue. So it's David and Shammai. It's Jesus and Judas. It's the Jews. It's the Antichrist. Book of Revelation. But to look at verse 6. Set thou a wicked man over him. And let Satan. Meaning adversary. Stand at his right hand. Go to the book of. Uh, Zechariah. And in Zechariah. I think it's chapter 3. Look at uh, verse 1. And he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. You've got a picture here of the high priest back in the Old Testament, going about his priestly affairs, his priestly business. And the devil, as always, is standing at his right hand to resist him. And I saw this probably quite vividly some years ago online. There was a street preacher, a young street preacher, who was preaching one night somewhere in the US. And this young girl came out of nowhere, 10, 11, 12, and started to berate him. And she said to him, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. No one's listening to you. Go away, shut up. It was so annoying. Went on and on and on and on and on. And the preacher tried to compose himself, tried to ignore this young child. And she wouldn't back down. And, you know, hands on her hips almost, shouting at him. Well, not shouting, but raising her voice at him. I thought, what a battle of the wheels. And the camera, the, uh, the camera cuts. I have no idea who backed down first. But that's a picture of an unclean spirit going after a street preacher. 
I thought, I wonder what her parents would have thought if they were aware of that. And chances are their parents, her parents were probably devil-possessed as well. And he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord, Christophany, Jesus Christ, and Satan, adversary, standing at his right hand to resist him. We had a picture of this briefly in our town, maybe two or three weeks ago. It's blown over now, but we've been doing street work for 21 years now. And uh, we've had no trouble at all with the town hall, with the council, with the police, with uh, environmental people or uh, council officials, whatever you call these people, antisocial behaviour people, ASBOs as they call it. And uh, out of the blue, maybe three or four weeks ago, we were giving out tracts as we do every day of the week, excluding Sunday. And uh, this guy walked over to us with a tattoo on the back of his head with his female sidekick. And he said to me, I can I ask what you're giving out? I said, yeah, these are Bible tracts, religious, and we're allowed to do this. Of course, we are in England. If it's political or if it's religious, we're allowed to do so. Okay, he said, and off you went. Three or four days later, he comes over, he comes over to me again the second time. Uh, he says to me, excuse me, can I ask you what you're giving out? I said, yeah, Bible tracts. I showed you last time. Okay, he said, and off you went. Three days later, he comes over to me again for the third time. This time, I was ready for him. I said, listen you've been over three times now in the last five or six days and i've told you before what i'm doing here what this is all about and he said to me okay he said uh you know don't need to be rude i'm not being rude i said i've got a right to be here i've got freedom of religion freedom of expression freedom to assemble don't tell me i need to have a license or some permit to give out tracts i don't i got quite shirty with him this is what you call a righteous anger by the way so don't get too upset and i said to him uh, i've got a right to be here and he got his phone out. He said, well, you know, in the UK, you need to have a license for this, license for that. I said, well, good luck, I said. I don't need no license to give out tracks. I was quite uh, stern with this guy. And uh, he came back over to me and we, you know, we exchanged a few more words. I didn't lose my temper, but I was quite firm with him. And I said to him, listen, I've got every right to be here, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I was already for the police to be called. I was already for a standoff with the, you know, with his superiors. And he just disappeared into the crowd. And about three or four days later, I thought, here we go. This will be the fourth time now. And I thought, if this, if this happens for the fourth time, I may call the police or go into the town hall myself, make a, an official complaint, walk straight past me. That's a picture, not as, you know, not a big picture, but it's a, it's, it's a picture of a level of persecution, the devil trying to stir up trouble. And the Lord said unto Satan, the Lord rebuke thee, O Satan. What would Jesus say to the devil? It is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. If you can, go to scripture to deal with a direct satanic attack. Sometimes it's subtle. Sometimes it's not so clear as to what's going on. But when it does happen, be aware of it and handle it uh, as best as you can. When the devil came up against Paul in the book of Acts, he says, Thou, child of the devil, child of all unrighteousness, an unclean spirit inside of a girl. And he really does come down hard on the devil inside of that girl. Jesus wasn't always meek and mild, incidentally. Sometimes you have to use fire with fire. The Lord rebuke thee, O Satan, even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. Is not this a brand plied out of the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel. That's a picture of our state before we were born again, number one. That's a picture of our state uh, before Christ's righteousness is given to us. That's the quickest way to check out a preacher whether he knows the difference between infused righteousness or imputed righteousness huge difference 
And that's why we preach against uh, conditional security, which the Armenians hold to. And also I preach against Calvinism's uh, limited atonement, which they hold to. And that's why I'm a big defender, once saved, always saved. Because nothing else is going to work, quite simply. Nothing whatsoever. He showed me Joshua the high priest. This guy's got some standing. Uh, standing before the angel of the Lord. It's happening on the earth, but it's also happening in heaven. Uh, there's a two dimension when it comes to what happens down here. It's happening up in heaven, the third heaven. Satan stood at his right hand to resist him. Happens every day of the week if you are a saved man or woman. And the Lord, Jehovah said unto Satan, The Lord, Jehovah rebuked thee, O Satan. You've got two Jehovahs there. Now, if you are a oneness Christian, or if you are a modalist, you'll say that uh, Jesus, Jesus' body is the Father's. Or you'll say that for today, uh, the Holy Ghost is Jesus Christ, which is what uh, Peter Ruttman taught at times. He flip-flopped Ruttman. One moment he was a Trinitarian, next minute he was a modalist. That's why there's a lot of confusion in the King James camp. But of course, the Holy Ghost is not Jesus. Jesus is not the Holy Ghost. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuked thee, O Satan. Even the Lord that had chosen Jerusalem rebuked thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel. Go back to Psalm 109. I could probably spend half an hour on that one passage, which I don't want to do. I want to keep these studies uh, to the point. I've had counsel recently from different people to uh, not preach a sermon within, uh, within a sermon and I appreciate the feedback I do listen to people advise me so let's keep uh, moving through Psalm 109 6 again set thou a wicked man over him now in the context this would be someone like Shammai Judas Iscariot the devil or the Antichrist I should say who's the son of the devil and at Satan stand at his right hand to be a problem to be a thorn in his flesh and that's why you have to test the spirits whether they confess that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh we go back to verse 2 for the mouth of the wicked and the mouth of the deceitful are opened against me they've spoken against me with a lying tongue go to 2nd Timothy please 2nd uh, Timothy and uh, let's see I think 2nd Timothy Second Timothy uh, chapter three. Yeah, Second Timothy three thirteen. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Deceiving themselves. Go back to Psalm 109. A lot of people are deceived, which is bad enough, but they're also deceiving themselves, which is even worse. They believe their own lies. Psalm 109 uh, verse 7 When he shall be judged let him be condemned And let his prayer become sin Shammai, Judas, Antichrist Like I say triple application Go to uh, Matthew first of all Matthew 20, 27 Matthew 27 And to pick it up in verse 1 When the morning was come all the chief priests and elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. Counsel, negative word in scripture. Chief priests, these aren't secular people. These are very religious people. Watch out for very religious people. Many times they are devil possessed. 
When they bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor, a superstitious pagan. Then Judas, there's our man, which had betrayed him, type of Shammai, thou son of Belial, thou bloody man, you are, uh, reap what you've sown, you're guilty of this, guilty of that. When he saw that he was condemned, there's our word, repented himself, tried to fix it up. And brought again the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders. You can't reverse a sin once you have sinned. This is devastating. Saying, I have sinned and that I betray the innocent blood. That much was true. And they said, what is that to us? We don't care about that. See thou to that. That's your problem. You've made your bed. You now go off and lie in it. Here's a picture of a Jew, number one, repenting to priests, number two. And there's no forgiveness, number three. If you are a Catholic repenting to priests, there's no forgiveness. They can't forgive you. Only Christ can forgive you. This proves that repentance doesn't actually save anybody. You have to believe, you have to receive in order to be saved. And then you repent afterwards. But repentance in and of itself won't save you. Seeking help, counsel from a priest or priests, verse 1, won't help you. You find this also back in Exodus when Pharaoh repented, uh, repented in the presence of his priests. And of course uh, Moses and Aaron were from the tribe of Levi, the priestly tribe, and uh, it didn't help them whatsoever. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. Like Absalom, who was caught in a tree branch, go back to Psalm 109. Like Shammai, who died a cursed death, thanks to Solomon's uh, governorship and the Antichrist who goes in the lake of fire and never comes out Psalm 109 please uh, 7 again when he shall be judged and he was let him be condemned and he was let his prayer become sin and it was even his prayer is an abomination to the Lord heavy stuff go to uh, Romans 16 please Romans 16. Romans 16. Uh, like verse 20. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Right to Psalm 109. So the devil will be destroyed one day. And uh, you'll walk over him. In a spiritual sense of course. But for now outside of the trinity he's a force to be reckoned with i'll tell you and you've got to watch yourself not to get caught in the flesh uh, not to lose your temper too badly or too much it came pretty near to me i must admit with the guy in the, the guy from the council week before last and i'd sort of restrained myself a little bit <laughs> but uh, i knew i was on good ground i knew i was right i knew i was in the i wasn't i knew i knew he was in the wrong yeah. and i knew that i was in the right and you've got to stand up for yourself also, people, if you do street work. also came after me. Yeah, he came after Patrick as well. He knows who we are, what we're doing. Oh, he's, just, yeah. he's just throwing his weight around. Yeah. Uh, he's a young guy, probably his first job. <laughs> but there's a spirit behind him, so you've got to watch these people. 109.8, let his days be few. Well, Judas died pretty young. Absalom also died pretty young. Uh, Shammai was older. It says he had hoary hair, a hoary head. He had grey hair, so... Uh, this is partly in reference to Judas, Absalom, 
uh, Shammai to some extent, the Antichrist. Now, the Antichrist, if I know, uh, if I'm correct when I say this, the Antichrist will be the age of Christ when he dies. He's an almost perfect counterfeit of Christ. Christ was, what, 33 when he died? So the Antichrist will be about the same age when he dies, but of course he comes back to life, doesn't he? Book of uh, Revelation. Let his days be few, and let another take his office. Go to Acts chapter 1, please. Acts chapter 1. You really do appreciate what grace actually is when you study these types of passages. And you see just how sinful we all are without the imputation. Going back to Joshua being the high priest, and he was clothed with filthy garments. Uh, Acts 1.20, for it is written in the book of Psalms, Psalm 109. Let his habitation be desolate, and let no man dwell therein. Even the land is just uh, uninhabitable. And his bishop prick, his office uh, overseer let another take now this is also a double application this is partly in reference to Matthias found in 23 24 25 and 26 but also in reference to the Antichrist son of perdition who's going to replace Judas Iscariot go back to Psalm 109 Psalm 109 I love the Old Testament when it comes to preaching there's a lot of good stuff in the Old Testament but it's pretty rough also and if you're not careful, you can, uh, I won't say abuse, but you can not get all of, this, all of the good stuff out of these psalms. But also you can teach this as doctrinal, which you don't want to do for today. Uh, you've got two very different dispensations. But the principles are still the same. Let his days be few, and they were. Let another take his office, office, uh, the office of an elder, office of a bishop. So Matthias replaces Judas. Judas was able to do signs and wonders. Also, uh, always be mindful of that. He wasn't just a Jew uh, preaching and praying. He also had the sign gifts, which I think I wrote down to look at this morning or next week. And that's why you got to check out the healers, the charismatics. Uh, these people are very uh, good at what they do, the gift of the gab. Because a lot of what you see on television or online isn't only trickery but it's also demonism nine let his children be fatherless could be Shammai like I say Judas almost certainly and his wife a widow let his children be continually vagabonds wandering continuously the wandering Jew and beg let them seek their bread also out of their desolate places let the extortioner catch all that he hath let the stranger spoil his labour let there be none to extend mercy unto him, neither let there be any to favour his fatherless children. Let his posterity be cut off, and in the generation following, let their name be blotted out. I wrote a note on this yesterday, and I wrote this. Jesus is praying for the destruction slash damnation of an entire family due to one man's sin. Turn this around, one man's death can save all of mankind, every family. That's a chilling thought, isn't it? Now David is first of all praying, he's the author of this particular psalm, like I say, but behind the lesser David is a greater David, and therefore Jesus is praying. 
for Judas to be condemned, which he obviously was. He went to his place, Acts chapter 1. He's praying for his children to be destroyed. Uh, their mother, Judas's wife, to be a widow. He's praying for the children to be continually vagabonds, just walking around the earth, nowhere to go, and to beg. We have homeless people in our town, yet they're not really homeless. They're on, uh, they're on welfare, but they beg on the streets. Uh, most people think they are homeless, but they are not. And the council are trying to clamp down against this type of uh, activity. And you wonder what the background some of these people's lives would be. It's sin, of course. We used to say it's bad blood, but uh, that's not always the whole story. Let them seek their bread also out of their desolate places. Let the extortioner, extortion, racketeering, extortioner, somebody who takes money from you, catch all that he hath. And let the strangers spoil, ruin his labour. There's a picture of a man in the context, his wife and children trying to work, trying to survive, and they can't make it. They just can't make it. They are cursed. Let there be none to extend mercy unto him. Neither let there be any to favour his fatherless children. It just gets worse and worse. There's a similar picture to this in uh, Genesis 4. Go there please. Genesis 4. The Saviour who said these words. That also suffer the little children to come unto me. For such is the kingdom of heaven. And that's why most preachers either don't believe the Bible or haven't got the confidence or the courage to preach it. It's negative, you see. A lot, of the Bible, a lot of the Bible is very negative. It's not all positive. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. You've got uh, 10 commandments. Now of the 10, I think from memory you've got about seven are all negative. Thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. It's not all positive stuff. You went over to First John and say, be prosperous and be in good health, but that's only part of the picture. Most of the Bible is very negative. That's why preachers will, will, uh, will avoid it like the plague. Genesis 4. Uh, let's pick it up in uh, 11. And now art thou cursed from the earth. Which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. When thou tillest the ground it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond. There's our word. Shalt thou be in the earth. Go to Exodus so Cain is the first killer in scripture he's called of that wicked one in uh, first John and uh, he goes down in infamy as a wicked man he builds a uh, he builds a city he's the first builder also in scripture but he has the mark of Cain on him and a lot of theories over the years as to what that mark was uh, exactly we don't know for sure but Exodus 20, please. And uh, you find the following in verses 4. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the, uh, in, or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me and show mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments 
Psalm 109, please. Psalm 109, please. Eight again. Let his days be few, and let another take his office. Go to 2 Corinthians, please. So like I say, Judas is called a devil also in Scripture. Just put that on record for this morning. Uh, he's not your average man. He's called a devil and uh, son of perdition, like I say. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, we read the following. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Go back to Psalm 109. So, let's get these verses together before we move on. David is the Lord's anointed, meaning Christ, Christos. Christ is the Lord's anointed. David's son, Absalom, dies a cursed death, as would uh, Adonijah later on, of course. Shammai, from the house of Saul, and of course Saul is a type of the devil, and therefore Shammai is of the seed of the serpents, if you will, going back to Genesis chapter 3, comes out cursing the Lord's anointed, and the rest, of course, we know very well, the sons of Zariah want to cut off his head, which is what the Antichrist will do in the tribulation with the guillotine, of course. And David says, no, we won't allow that to happen. We'll hold back for now. Gives him a pardon. But of course, he dies later on under the uh, watch of Solomon. 109.9. Let his children be fatherless and his wife a widow. Go back this time to Exodus 22. Exodus 22. And uh, look at verse 24. And my wrath shall wax hot, and I will kill you with a sword. This is God speaking. And your wife shall be widows, and your children fatherless. Going back to uh, sexual sins, bestiality, uh, not showing kindness to a stranger like 21, not taking care of widows like 22, and uh, treating a baddie like 23. And therefore, 24, and my wrath shall wax hot, and I will kill you with the sword, and your wife shall be widows, and your children fatherless. This is God speaking. Again, most preachers, for the most part, don't want to touch this stuff. It's too negative. It upsets the, uh, the minds of the simple. But if you are a Bible teacher, you can't pick and choose which parts of Scripture you work through. You either teach all of it or none of it. Jump down to 13 again. Let his posterity be cut off. Whatever he's got left, let it be cut off. And in the generation following, let their name be blotted out. You have an entire generation has been wiped out due to the death or due to the sin of one man, like I say. And here, both Davids are praying for this. And don't you know that when Jesus prayed, a prayer it was answered? You better know that. Uh, he says on the cross, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. And had he not prayed that prayer, all those standing in a, probably a three, four mile radius would have just been wiped out uh, and died and went to hell forever. But he prayed for their forgiveness and they got it. That's the power of prayer. And yet most people 
can't bear to think of it or think of this particular passage meaning what it says and says what it means they just have to spiritualize it to blot someone's name out means to destroy them number one and put them in hell forever with the doors shut and that's pretty scary i know 14 let the iniquity of his fathers be remembered with the lord and let not the sin of his mother be blotted out it goes back to the parents of judas iscariot it goes back to the parents of shemai it goes back to the parents if you will of the seed of the serpent genesis chapter 3 let the iniquity of his fathers plural be remembered with the lord don't overlook it lord god and let not the sin of his mother be blotted out to give you one good example of this go to second timothy new testament second timothy this is harrowing stuff it's rarely preached because of course it uh, upsets people second uh, timothy 4 please second timothy 4 verse 14 alexander the coppersmith did me much evil the lord reward him according to his works almost word for word isn't it of whom be thou aware also be aware of him also for he hath greatly withstood our words there's a picture of paul asking the lord to deal with this guy alexander the coppersmith who's done him much evil and uh, give another quick example go to first corinthians i think it's five where paul now prays for a believer to also experience the full wrath of god almighty first corinthians five and uh, pick it up in uh, verse three for i verily as absent in the body but present in spirit have judged already as though i as although although i was present although i were present concerning him that hath so done this deed in the name of our lord jesus christ when you are gathered together and my spirit with the power of our lord jesus christ to deliver such and one unto satan the accuser the adversary unto satan for the destruction of the flesh that the spirit may be saved in the day of the lord jesus go back to psalm 109 you've got two new testament passages to show you that this is still biblical it's still relevant for today and in second timothy you've got a picture of an enemy of the gospel giving paul a headache and he prays for the lord to deal with him of course you know he would have done just that when that guy dies the other account is of a man having sex with his mother it's either his biological mother or his stepmother uh, the term is incest and the church wouldn't deal with it the church were carnal they were babies and they were going to court one another with one another first uh, corinthians chapter six and they're also speaking in tongues uh, chapter 12 13 and 14 no interpreters present it was a madhouse quite simply and uh, paul takes that church to task which i've just shown you and later on in second corinthians the guy repents and gets straight but uh, for a period of time he's put out in the cold and it would have been rough for him uh, psalm 109 and uh, look at uh, 15 let them be blood excuse me let them be before the lord continually let them in a plural sense be before the lord continually like don't leave his mind uh, that he may cut off the memory of them from the earth what do we say out of sight out of mind a whole group of people all lumped together due to the sin of one man shemai judas antichrist you find it also back in i think it's numbers 
when uh, a Jew comes across a Babylonian garment, a beautiful garment, uh, and he steals it, and word gets back to Moses that somebody in the camp has stolen a nice bit of garment, costly, some sort of designer clothing by today's standards, like a cashmere, something quite uh, catchy. And uh, the Lord says to Moses, find the man, uh, which of course he does, and he's from this tribe, which he was, and one man out of one tribe is then, not, excuse me, Joshua, Joshua. One man from one tribe is called to answer to Joshua, type of Jesus, of course. And uh, the man dies, his family die, and their family dies. An entire wipeout due to one man's sin. Going back to one man uh, falls due to selling out the Lord Jesus Christ. One man goes against David, Shammai, he falls. And the Antichrist also goes against God Almighty and he too falls. This is a tough passage. Let them be before the Lord continually, that he may cut off the memory of them from the earth. Even a memory has to be cut off, it is contaminated. Because they remembered not to show mercy, but, uh, but persecuted the poor and needy men, that he might even slay the broken in heart. David was broken over Absalom's attempt to overthrow him. And he's referred to here as a poor and needy man. Christ was a poor man, incidentally. Never owned a property, never owned a car. Uh, lived a very simple and uh, practical life. Didn't really want much of anything. Spent most of his time traveling around and uh, slept out in the open many a time. Because that he remembered not to show mercy. That's what grace is, it's mercy. It's uh, God's unmerited favor, but persecuted. That's also like Saul of Tarsus. But persecuted the poor and needy man. That he might even slay the broken in heart. So it's Shammai and David. It's Judas and Jesus. As he loved cursing. He's got a filthy mouth. So let it come unto him. As he delighted not in blessing. So let it be far from him. Go to Revelation 13 please. Revelation chapter 13. Words hurt. What do the kids say? Sticks and stones will break my bones, but names never hurt me. That's why people get into fights. They don't like what they hear, and it cuts deep. You find that in, uh, where is it now? It's in uh, uh, Book of Acts, Chapter 7, when Stephen's filled with the Spirit of God, and he's preaching to the Jews, and it says it cut them to, it cut the hearts, you know, cut, it cut them to their hearts, and they started to gnash with their teeth, and they threw them out of the uh, city, and of course they killed them. That's why people get into fistfights, because of what is said. Words have a powerful application. Because the Bible is a living word, you understand. Revelation 13, 5. It was given unto him a mouth speaking great things. Here we go. And blasphemies. Great things. Gift of the gab. Great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue 40 and 2 months, 3 and a half years, counterfeit of Jesus Christ. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy, second time, against God, to blaspheme, third time, his name in his tabernacle, and them that dwell in heaven. Antichrist had a filthy mouth. Shemai had a filthy mouth. Judas had a filthy mouth. It says he carried the bag. Go back to Psalm 109. It says uh, he picked his moment to set out the Lord Jesus Christ. It says he was, up, he was upset that money had been spent uh, for the alabaster. 
and uh, he was a very uh, wicked man and that's why he went to his place Acts chapter 1 Psalm 109 please Psalm 109 and uh, 17 again as he loved cursing so did it come unto him as he delighted not in blessing so let it be far from him here's a thought you watch these movies or you read stuff online or you read newspapers or books or you know your eyes are always drawn to this stuff you can't help it these days and uh, what Patrick does is he gets a book from the charity shop and if it's got blasphemy he just puts a line through it <laughs> yeah. JC a line through yeah. it OMG a line through it puts it back in the charity shop or throws it away he makes his point it's a form of censorship if you will it's a form of rebuke actually not censorship it's more of, more of rebuke than a censorship or censoring it and he puts a line through the name to show his disgust but here's a thought could you imagine spending all of eternity with let's see now uh, Jeffrey Epstein or Bill Clinton or Anthony Fauci or uh, who's the Microsoft guy Gates. Gates Bill Gates or I don't know, go back to other people from the music world or the movie world these guys have filthy mouths there's an actor in Hollywood uh, somebody Bill somebody Christian Bill I think it's Bill 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 whatever his name is like Beelzebub isn't it Christian Bill and he did a movie some years ago went to the Oscars he said thank you Satan for helping me out he said didn't even hide it no. I saw a clip a few days ago online uh, some black R&B singer in the US not sure who she was and she's mocking Jesus and she's thanking the devil for this and for that I thought imagine spending, spending all of eternity with those people can you imagine that I mean five minutes is bad enough isn't it having to work with these people but imagine all of eternity that filthiness the crude talk the innuendos the smut coming out of the mouths of these people and that's what you got going on here in verse 17 as he loved cursing cursing cussing filthy mouth so did it come unto him turn it back on him dear lord as he delighted delighted not in blessing so let it be far from him as he clothed himself with cursing like as with a garment it's like his daily attire so let it come into his bowels like water inside of him and like oil into his bones turn on his head and uh, let him feed on it let him uh, be forced to consume it let it be unto him as the garment which covereth him and for a girdle a belt wherewith he is girded continually let this be the reward of mine adversaries from the Lord see this came from the Lord David says that Shammai had a right to cuss him and he says uh, leave him alone let him alone you sons of Zariah if the Lord wants it to happen it will happen this goes back to the Lord's permissive will Judas was raised up to betray Jesus Christ and also Solomon had two adversaries that are raised up from the Lord to go after Solomon so sometimes when you get these types of issues it's from the Lord so box clever and of them that speak evil against my soul my person but do thou for me O God the Lord for thy name's sake that's David of course because thy mercy is good deliver thou me so Shammai comes out cursing and he's throwing rocks also at uh, David and he threw rocks at Jesus uh, John 5 and John 10 they tried to push him over 
a hillside, Luke chapter 4. And uh, David showed great restraint with Shammai, as with Jesus, with the Jews. Of course, later on, the uh, temple gets destroyed, 70 AD. And uh, most of those Jews would have suffered and died when that temple went down. And like I say, uh, Solomon dealt with Shammai. He put, him in, he put him in a house arrest for three years. And he broke his bond arrangements. And of course, he went on to die. So the Lord is very patient. He's long-suffering. Not when any should perish, perish, perish. But that all should come to repentance but most people like to abuse grace. They say, well, I'll get saved when I'm good and ready, which means they never will do. But do thou for me, O God the Lord, for thy name's sake, because thy mercy is good, deliver thou me. Six, uh, 22. For I am poor and needy. Going back to verse 16, repeats himself. And my heart is wounded within me. It says Christ wept. It says he was grieved in John 11. David's heart was wounded over the Absalom incident, like I say. He was also humiliated over the fact that he was being cursed in public, having dust and uh, rocks thrown at him. And Christ was wounded, uh, wounded in the house of my friends. He was wounded when Judas tried to, or when Judas attempted to betray him and eventually saw it through. And he was wounded also when the apostles lacked faith and arguing over silly things 23 in our clothes I'm gone like the shadow when it declineth I'm tossed up and down as a locust locust is a wild animal found also in the book of Revelation tied in with the second advent in fact one more my knees are weak through fasting and my flesh fadeth of fatness fasting and uh, my knees are weak through fasting going back to camel knees the brother of the Lord Jesus Christ was a tremendous prayer warrior and here you got a picture of david the less wasting away david the greater wasting away uh one final one i'm gonna close hebrews 12 hebrews 12 and uh look at verse i think it's 12 12 12 12 and yeah 12 12 wherefore lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees so pray and pray until you pray and forgive forget don't hold grudges uh, david partly forgave shemai but not completely judas well he's a different kettle of fish he was a, he's called a devil like a satan john chapter six uh, the antichrist cannot be forgiven cannot be redeemed he is a he is a demon he's a devil uh, and most people who clash with the Lord never repent will go to hell forever but so like I say most of Psalm 109 it's heavy stuff and like I say due to the sin of one man entire family will be destroyed and sent to hell forever but turn it around it's one man's death Jesus Christ can save all of mankind every family if 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 they repent but if they don't the wrath of God abideth upon them John chapter 3 so we'll close it there and come back next week and really try and nail this psalm down and ask the Lord in advance to bless it in Jesus name Amen Amen